Well, many of us will be watching Tarapa on Saturday very closely because there's so many good horses going around Legato. We had to talk to Ken Kelso, beaten but far from disgraced last start. Of course, this is the Australian Guineas winner from last year. So she's had 12 starts, eight wins. She's a four-year-old mare. And she goes to 2,000 metres for the first time at Wait for Age in a race called the Herbie Dyke Stakes on Saturday. Uh, that is Legato. They're likely to get a capacity field of about 14 runners there. Even the sprint race, we often talk about the unbeaten Greschetti, the three-year-old, but this is going to be an acid test for him. He takes on some really seasoned sprinters here, over 1,400 at weight for age. The likes of, you know, Tack, a Group 1 winner, and its most recent start, start for O'Sullivan and Scott. You've got Dragon Leap, Old Call Sign Mav. And, of course, another three-year-old filly that's got good ability there is Quintessa as well. So that's the BCD sprint with Grishetti trying to maintain that unbeaten record. And even the fillies race, the Karen and David Ellis fillies classic 2000. Uh, we get to see Sabina run again here. She's a good last start winner for James and Wellwood, even though they say um, the stable mate, uh, what's her name, Orchestral, is a better filly than Sabina, but she's very talented. And, of course, Molly Bloom, who I don't think we saw the best of. Well, we didn't. We didn't see the best of her on the big Caraca Day a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Molly Bloom, of course, she was brilliant prior to that. Blake Shin's ridden her a past couple. And what's interesting, Aussie Kia, the big owner, has bought into Molly Bloom. Now, apparently he tried to buy her early on in her career after a maiden and couldn't secure her, but now he's bought into her and... He's going to keep her with Lance O'Sullivan and Scott right through the Queensland Winter Carnival where the plan is to tackle ultimately uh, the Queensland Oaks and maybe a Doombin Roses leading in. And then she'll go to another stable uh, here in Australia. So that's Molly Bloom, but Aussie Kia has purchased the majority share in Molly Bloom. So Kent Kelso is with us now, and as we mentioned, Legato won first up, as we all expected, this prep in January at Allersley, over 1,400 metres, started a short price favourite, defeated Sacred Satono and Sharp and Smart. And last start, if you thought she was disappointing, I reckon you're a damn hard marker because she was second to Desert Lightning, and we know Desert Lightning was coming off a Group 1 victory the start prior. And what's worth noting... Uh, in this race at Allersley on the 27th of Jan, they went really, really fast time with Westix highballing in front. Desert Lightning sat second. And, of course, Legato was just in that pack behind Desert Lightning. So she ran second. There were gaps all through the field. And Ken Kelso, uh, I think we've got Ken online now. Yes, we have. Ken, I was just saying that that time, uh, 132.53, apparently that's the seventh, seventh fastest mile in the past 30 years at Allersley, the race Legato ran second in there. So I was always worried about Desert Lightning. I thought he, you know, um, gets to the front and doesn't stop. He's, uh, you know, he's a very good horse. So sort of like the set up for him and he was always going to be the horse to beat. Of course, Ryan had the choice to come to the outside, but he decided to cut through on the inside and chase that after Desert Lightning at the top of the straight on Legato. Um, yeah, he did. He sort of got held up for a stride or two, but I don't think it would have made a much difference either winning or winning the race. But, um, you know, she got within a length and a half of him, so it was a very good effort. Her sectionals were very good. So, as you said earlier, I don't think she was disappointing. No, do you know what um, she did run the last 600? I'd be very interested. 
Yeah, so she goes to 2000 for the first time on the weekend. Tell us uh, a bit. You're excited about that prospect. Yeah, I think she's been crying out for 2000 metres, and I think that sort of on Saturday night uh, probably indicated that she is. Um, you know, she does go through those flat spots over a mile, and hopefully that won't happen over 2,000 metres. But, um, yeah, I know I think she's been crying out for 2,000 metres, and she's looking for it. And she's the highest-rated mare in it, so she's well-placed under the scale on the weekend at 2,000, wait for age? Yeah, she, she comes into it nice. And right now... You, know, you never know until you try 2,000 metres. I mean, I've always thought that she'd get it, but, uh, you know, as I say, you never know until you... To, to you go the trip, but I'm pretty confident the way she works and the way she races that she should get 2,000 metres. And her sire, of course, he got 2,000 without a problem, didn't he, Prazia? Yeah, he did, and um, she's actually a half-sister to a horse at 110 and uh, actually ended up a steeplechaser and won a steeplechase, so um, obviously there's a little bit of stoutness there in the blood somewhere. Yeah, remember Prazia got beaten narrowly by It's a done deal at a dollar twenty-eight in the spring champion. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he got two thousand metres, did he? Yeah, well, he's beaten narrowly behind Dundee. They gapped the rest that particular day. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, I think she's sort of been crying out for it, so it'd be quite exciting to get her over a trip. And then they sent Prazia around to the clock's plate, uh, and he wasn't completely disgraced, but maybe he had enough by then as well, going back to those years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Ken, your Australian Cup's on the radar? Yeah, it is. We'll get to, we've got a big bonus here to sort of, you know, it's quite attractive. You had to run in the AOTA Classic or the Thornton Mile. The winner of both of those races is not running in the, in the next two, so she's got seven points. There's a $500,000 bonus for the most points running in either one of those two races, the Herbie Dyke and then the Bone Crusher. So... We'll get through Saturday, more than likely go to the Bone Crusher and then three weeks to the Australian Cup, that's the plan. Is the Bone Crusher 2000 at Wait for Age also? Yes, exactly the same, yeah. Yeah. And when you head to Australia, have you thought about a jockey at this stage? Uh, probably the season and the frame, obviously, but uh, we'll get through these first couple of races and then decide. Will you pull up stumps, win, lose or draw in the Australian Cup or then you look to Sydney? No, probably not. Um, Sydney can get very wet in the autumn too and uh, I think she probably would have had enough she would have had um, you know Trip Dozzy for the Golden Eagle she would have had um, you know two, two miles two two 2,000 metre races so by the time it would have been a third 2,000 metre race so probably um, after that was probably uh, ease up and look to the sprint just back to Ellerslie that day. How did you find the track? Did it quite, you know, did it really firm up that day? That was the second meeting back. What was your assessment of the track that day when Legato did run second there to Desert Lightning? No, the field the first day when she won there the first day with 58 on the back, track was very good. And I sort of commented to one or two that when I walked on it, it was very firm. But um, jockeys didn't indicate that. Um, but no, they're unfortunate on that second night at Caracas night. They got the rain and um, the track become um, quite, uh, I don't know how you describe it, um, was chipping out a bit and um, a couple, two or three horses slipped on the night and the jockeys were brought in the room three times to 
decide whether they wanted to keep road riding or not, and they did. But no, the track was was what didn't play very well on that cracker night. Oh right, that's something I wasn't aware of. The jocks were called in there, Ken. Yeah, they were. If you go back and have a look at the stewards' report, I think after the third, fourth race, they took the jockeys in and had a chat to them because two horses had slipped, and Holy Man slipped in our race too on the outside of us. So they gave the jockeys the option and they talked about it. And uh, of course, with 1.5 million up, they weren't going to pull stumps, were they? No. Okay. So what what could have caused that? Just the profile shifting a bit, second meeting, or? Um... Well, I sort of believe that you know, on the first night when I, the first night when Legato raced here, they had the rail out seven metres, and uh, I sort of made a bit of a comment that night. Why have you got the rail out seven metres? They said we're going to keep that fresh ground for the cracker night, and I think it might have backfired them a little bit because that inside strip hadn't had any horses on at all. They didn't even gallop on it. So, but hey, I'm not criticising the crack. I think it's going to be a very good track, but. Um, they had a little issue on it on that night. Maybe it was a bit soon to be on it. Maybe they should have used that inside strip. I'm not a caretaker, so I don't sort of know. But uh, they definitely had some issues on that last night. And if you look at the stewards' report, you can see there that sort of three or four or five horses slipped during the running and um, and the jockeys were taken in the room and for their opinion and uh, had the option. Of course, we're getting close to the derby. It's less than a month away. Is that the next meeting? Uh, no, there's another one before that. Is there? Okay. Ahead of I don't know. There's one on the 17th. Okay, 17th, and then the derby, of course, is on the 2nd of March. Yeah. yeah. All right, fair yeah. enough. And look, Ken, before you go, there's, an, there's a two-year-old race here at Matamata, and, and you've got one of the major fancies. I'm looking forward to this because there's good reports coming through for Zelesnik, uh, one of Lance Sullivan and Andrew Scott's youngsters. Scott, one that can really gallop too, called Alabama Last. Do you, have you got an opinion of her? She's by Alabama Express. Yeah, yeah I do. I've got a big opinion of her. She's had two trials, two wins, one very nice at Tauranga. Went away from them. Um, wasn't asked to do much, but she's a good little galloper. Yeah, she's going to be competitive. So, All right. Uh, be an interesting sort of race. All right. So we might have to uh, look at that race very, very closely. Thanks for that, Ken. Good, Steve. Good to talk to you. I'll see you Derby Day. Ken Kelso joining us, talking about Legato running. This is a really good meeting on the weekend. As we said, uh, Greschetti goes around in the other race on the day, the other feature. Certainly does. And Desert Lightning, by the way, if you're wondering where he's going, he's heading towards the All-Star Mile, provided he runs well at his next start because he's qualified now, Desert Lightning. And he goes to Otaki on the 24th of this month, the 24th, in a wait for age mile. That's Desert Lightning, Peter and Dawn Williams. And this race today we made reference to, worth watching, race two, just after midday, about 10 past midday, Eastern Standard Time. Now, I know for a fact the... O'Sullivan's and Andrew Scott team rate Zelesnik, a hell-bent colt. He looked good in his trials, both at Taupo. He won both of them. And you just heard there, he's quite conservative, Ken Kelso, but he's got an opinion of Alabama last. Sam Spratt rides the Alabama Express filly, and she looked good in her trials, uh, particularly that last one. And I was able to watch there at Tauranga. And that was uh, the middle of last month, over 9.50. So at the moment, $3 Alabama last for Ken Kelso today in New Zealand. Matamata race two, five, and Zelesnik is number three. So race two New Zealand today, three and five are two runners we should keep a watch on. Zelesnik, by the way, around 2.50, tab fixed at the moment. And Zelesnik's the hellbent.